This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's hour three of the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fans. So much stuff is coming in from the Combine and some news from back home as well. General at your service, if you see me, bear me, N-A. That stands for a non-alcoholic beer, by the way. There's a Brian Broaddus, former NFL scout and executive. Lucius Alexander's over there in the Pimp Cup at Master Control. You have Wolchuk and Chiafalo, Carter Freeman. And along with you, we are the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Another report that it might not be over for Tom Brady? you got to be kidding me. This is Rich Eisen saying, keep an eye out on Miami. It makes sense. It's hard to walk away. And I think right after a season, it seems easy. Like, I'm finally ready to do it. Screw it. This year was bad. I threw too many picks. We couldn't get the ball going. Wasn't even a real threat. I'm done. And then you wait about 45 days, and you see the combine start, and you're like, that looks fun. I I, I could play. I well, You know what? That, that actually does sound fun. And the next thing you know, you can't stop thinking about it. And whether you're Favre or, or, or Tom Brady, it, Michael Jordan, it's never a surprise to me when guys want to get back into it. Very, very few leave with it actually being their idea and stay away. Maybe he tried to kick off that comedy uh, you know, career and bombed a couple of times and was like, you know what? This isn't for me. Let's get back. Let's get back to the football field, boys and girls. And the Dolphins are you they had the Sean Payton thing trying to do with him and Brady, and then that whole thing blew up. But, you, I mean, that would be a team that you would look at if you're Brady and say, man, I could step right in, and I've got great weapons already. I've got an awesome play caller offensively. They just brought in Dick Fangio to handle the defense. I feel like that would be a team. I think it's Vic. And and you're in the AFC East, so you get to put it to Belichick twice, yeah. you know, twice Ooh, a season. I don't know. That, how that, juicy would that be? It, make, it makes sense. It. it definitely makes sense. It would be fun, uh, and it would make a lot of sense. And I could see this happening. In fact, if they can't get Lamar Jackson, this is happening. Oh, it is happening, wow. says Wolchuk. Okay. My inside wh- wh- sources are telling me it could Ooh. be a done deal. You have inside sources saying it's a done deal. Brian, what are your sources Don't telling you? Don't look at you? me like that. Brian, you're not the only one that has a gang of seven. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how this. I share an agent with Tom Brady, and I can't even get that information. Well, Don Yee, not the only one that you had has an agent. Oh, I'm you talking your, to Don, too. You're talking to Don. Is Don telling oh, your you that? services? Wow, look at that. Don said, I'm not big enough for him yet. He said, wait a couple of years and call, call me back. You know, I, th- I, th- I think it is interesting, the fact hmm. that the um, that Sean Payton and, and Brady were tied. Matter of fact, it got the the Dolphins lost a first-round pick. Their, their owner, Stephen Ross, was suspended for the entire year from any league you know, operations or being around the team or anything like that. You know, there's there was – there was a lot of a lot of smoke there, you know, a lot of fire. So I can understand where Miami would be a team. 
Probably a lot again, a lot of groundwork has already been laid. Yeah. I don't know about Tom Brady wanting to compete against New England twice a year, though. You don't think that he'd be into that? I, I don't think that's his I don't think that's the axe to grind for him. I, I don't think that when they went up there and played, I think Tampa went up there and played and I don't think that was a particularly just great. might be convenient for other reasons. Yeah, I just you know it, the Miami makes a lot of sense. Sure, but the fact that you're playing New England twice a year, I yeah. just don't know if that's. I mean, I, my experience of being with Brett Favre and the, that whole Minnesota thing and having to play Green Bay and all. Oh, I said it. I'll, right. I'll get to it. Okay, but, but yeah, the whole the thing about it is, I I don't I don't think that's always the driving thing of going up there and wanting to always play against your old team, right. like especially somebody that that. Is that important in your life? Well, I mean, if they were working it out last year with the Sean Payton deal, I don't know that it would be oh, something that would stop them. It no, might no, not be a it, selling it, point no, no, for them, but I don't actually, know if it would stop them. I just, I, I just kind of that that I do have a little inside information on. Yeah, that's not the that's not the most that's not the best thing for 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 guys like that to go. Do. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mama gave me to them flap checks. Said Mama take away five of flap checks. I want to stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. A one seven did say are we forgetting about Tua? Now, the thing is, Tua's got the health stuff. He wants to keep playing. But if you remember Chris Greer, their GM at the Combine last week, we read the quotes, and he basically was hinting it like, yeah, there's doubt about the long-term future with Tua. Yeah. And he was open and honest about it. And he doesn't it. have a contract that would block something like this and make it so you know structurally you would possible. Save, you would save $9 million if you let Tua go. Wow. Okay, so that's an interesting one. Last week we had the— over, They're la, over the cap. La, last week there was a report the 49ers front office had called Tom Brady just to see what was going on, and now there's another one. I don't know. Do you think they could be doing it intentionally? Like, hey, let's step aside and see how this thing develops. We don't want to be a distraction. We don't want to be the biggest story of free agency. We can sort of investigate if we're doing things quietly and behind the scenes. And maybe this is the first smoke signal that it could actually happen. Rich Risen says the buzz in Miami is that Tom Brady is not necessarily done and keep an eye on Miami. The tag was put on Tony Pollard today. So he's a player uh, you can uh, have on the Cowboys for this upcoming season. I suppose they're going to continue to work on a long-term deal, but here's why it doesn't make sense for Tony Pollard and the Cowboys to do a long-term deal. Tony right now is 12 months away from doing a big deal. So right now I can get the tag for almost $11 million and then do a long-term deal. If I do a long-term deal now, nobody is going to give me $10 million in three to four years. I will play that contract out, maybe get 25 or $30 million, I'll be done. Right now, this tag gives me the opportunity to, to extend my lifetime earnings by $10 million. Mm. And I don't know how, if you're the Cowboys, you can provide value in a long-term deal that would be bigger than that. If you're Tony Pollard and his agent right now, I, I'd say things are happening quite well. And you get this huge payday now to give you a generational wealth to get the party started. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've tagged me. Sweet. <laughs> this actually works perfect for a running back because I'll hit free agency when I'm still young. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins and Des Bryant posted a video. The text is asking for this like every 10 or 15 minutes if we don't talk about it. Um, DeAndre says, what's up, Triple D? I keep hearing people around here saying my name. Uh, so he says, what's up? Come talk to me. And uh, Des and DeAndre have a little bit of fun on Des's Instagram Live. Does that get you guys excited? Yeah, well, hell yes. it definitely gets me excited. He's flirting with us. I don't know that that the Joneses and the Cowboys are going to flirt back, though. Tim and Carthage, our guys, like, this is going down. They're giving up a second-round pick for D-Hop. Tim, I hope you're right. I would love that to happen. I don't, I'm don't. i not with – I see that there is a groundswell of some Twitter people that think 
DeAndre Hopkins is old in the tooth. They think the money's too much. I for for his production level, for everything he's accomplished, I don't see that. I, I haven't seen a decline in his play personally when I watch him, and I don't think that he's overpaid. In fact, he's underpaid, and that's the one caveat here is maybe he wants a new deal, which yeah. I don't see the Cowboys wanting to do, which is why I don't think they'd be interested in that. I think they'd be more than likely not wanting to trade a draft pick, and they'd probably sign an Odell Beckham Jr., who they've done a ton of legwork on already. But I'd, I, I'd rather have DeAndre Hopkins. I think he is not coming off of two knee surgeries, and you know he's extremely productive, and he's been able to be productive no matter who his quarterback is. Yeah, there's so much stuff that's that's good with this. I, I just think we haven't seen uh, a reason to believe the Cowboys are going to go spend money. As a matter of fact, Jerry talked about Friday how, once again, when you pay the quarterback, you can't pay skill players. And that has been how they have gone about the wide receiver team building part of it for decades now. There was a small window where you had Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb on the team at the same time. But they never pushed for like three-name or three-star receiver. They're going to try to add some juice to that room without spending money or, you know, draft capital in a trade to, uh, to get there. From my perspective, I think this is another player very smartly using the Cowboys star in the brand to elevate his name as we're about to enter, you know, the real big stage couple of weeks for personnel movement in the NFL. That's that's what I believe is is going on. It's amazing that so many of these guys want to play. But yeah, Hopkins is so much better than Odell Beckham Jr. For a couple of more millions of dollars, you get a younger player who hasn't been hurt. I don't know how his stock took such a hit that he's not requiring a number one pick to get his services because De- DeAndre Hopkins is that good, especially a late one. Amen. Okay, Belt saying, if I were a betting man, I'd wager the Cowboys' first three picks in the draft being a combination of of corner, running back, and pass catcher, either a receiver or tied in. That's amongst his takeaways coming out of the weekend in Indianapolis. What's the most important right now? Is it corner? Considering how bad that last month were was and how bad the Cowboys corners got picked on, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I'd have to put a, a good cornerback number one, and it's a crapshoot in the second round. You could either get Trayvon Diggs, or 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 you could get, uh, um, you know, Kevin Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, what what do you guys think is the most important thing uh, going into the draft right now? I still think it's it's the the juice that Gelkin talks about offensively. I, I think you you've got to find a way to when a Tony Pollard goes down in a game, you're not just completely at a loss and looking around going, okay, it's C.D. Lamb and a bunch of guys you can't trust. Yeah. So uh, to me, it's it's about putting talent and playmakers and weaponry around your quarterback, whether that is one of these stud tight ends, whether that is a, a, one of these wide receivers. Some point, I would say, hopefully not in the first round, but one of these running backs. Like you need speed, you need juice, you need home run hitters, you need guys that threaten a defense. And to me, that would be even more important than a corner right now. Okay. Um, and then there's a pass protection note from Bobby Belt. We've talked a lot about the run blocking, but talking to people in Indy this week, it sounds like the Cowboys really want to make sure their pass pro is cleaned up and more consistent. When they talk about putting the best five out there, that will largely be based on who are the best five pass blockers. And that's that's really interesting because if you ask me, Terrence Steele still isn't a good pass blocker. Um, Tyler Smith isn't a good pass blocker. Is Tyron Smith young enough to still be good at that? Um, 
How good is Biotish at it? You know, if if you want to build a pass blocking offensive line, I think you got a project on your hands. You know, the the run blocking is the one thing that I think they can do at an above average level. Still, Brian, where no, am I? Where I, am I right or wrong? No, on this? I, I kind of feel like though, if you look at that, what Steele and Martin were able to do on that right side as run blockers, and I thought they did a pretty good job of kind of helping each other too with the stunts and things like that as a pass blocker. The problem with Steele, he's just not really strong enough. But he's really good as a foot athlete. He can scoop, cut off, reach. All the stuff with the run blocking and stuff is great. But, yeah, I mean, I think Biotis got better as a pass blocker. If you ask me what his strengths are, I would say it was probably be as a pass blocker over a run blocker for sure. It's also interesting because they're talking about we're trying to get the ball out quick. Right, yeah, and we run around the ball. Right, we're not necessarily needing a ton of time to allow pass protection sets, right? Like, we don't need a ton of time in the pocket for our quarterback to stand there and go through progressions. So, it's a little bit weird, but it does fit what they attempted to do against the Bucks. I mean, they put out a new offensive line with Jason Peters starting over there on the left side and kicking Tyler Smith in at guard. That was their best pass-blocking offensive line, in their opinion. Okay, elsewhere in the league, there is more optimism today on a Daniel Jones deal for the Giants than there was on Friday. Apparently, they closed the gap significantly. They're trying to avoid using the tag so they can tag Saquon Barkley and have both of them back. If they have to use the tag to keep Daniel Jones, some around the league believe Saquon Barkley will be elsewhere because he will hit the free agent market. Where is Anthony Richardson going to get drafted? He blows up the combine with all sorts of impressive physical things i saw one story that said he could go in the top 12 but vegas has him with the second best odds to be the top pick i know um so that is fascinating incredibly strong and a and a a great runner of of the football and maybe that's where we are right now in the nfl that just that could get you drafted in the top three or something like that man i'll tell you what the last line of my notes is he keeps his eyes downfield but i'm not sure how much he's really reading huh that's I think that's I think that yeah. I watched him and it was very revealing. And this is no offense, and I appreciate Steve Mariucci doing this. Steve put him on the board, and there was a little bit you could tell Steve was kind of like getting him to repeat the play and then redraw the play after he'd seen the play. You know, and you and you wonder with some of these college kids really how in deep they they go into these of studying the game and really I mean, there's some kids that are super, super smart and not saying he's a dumb kid. It's just I feel like though there's, there's going to be some some serious growing pains with this guy. Yeah, he's he he looks beautiful the way the physically how he is and how tough he is and all that and how he's able to function. But there's going to be times in this game where it's going to have to. You got a quarterback here that's going into his eighth year that they're talking about kind of dumbing things down for him. Sure. Am I right about that? Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine what it's like for a kid coming out of Florida that's, you know, they're going to throw him into that that deep into the pool. He's, He's talented up. 13 yeah. starts, yeah. 53% completion there, percentage. There, there's guys, Ouch. Akili Smith, through Gavin will remember this, because year. Akili Smith was out there on the, on the West Coast. At he the was time. in Oregon, yeah. Yeah. So Third overall pick of the Ducks, or, yeah, I mean the Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, he was like a, you know, Ryan Leaf was a one-year starter. Yeah. At Washington State. Mark Sanchez. Mark, yeah, there's yeah. guys that, that you're kind of like, yeah, but then again, you've had guys too, like we've, we've seen the guy from uh, that was with the Bears that... Uh, Fields? Uh, no, no, uh, before him that from North Trubisky. Carolina. Oh, Trubisky. Trubisky, yeah. Trubisky made a ton of starts at North Carolina and went in here and just, you know, 
pee down his leg. I, I saw... It, you can miss on all these guys. Similar things with Richardson, right? I, I think he's a guy that needs to sit for a year. Yeah. I just think that, to me, when I was watching Mooch put him on the board, I was kind of like going, Mooch, you could tell by the way Mooch was reacting, because I've been with him before, that maybe he was like, you know... he Not won- impressed. He just was thinking that this kid's struggling a little bit with this. Well, I, I can't take a guy in the first round that's going to struggle like that because if I'm taking a quarterback in the first round now, I'm trying to get that that quarterback advantage, and I need mm. to get him on the field. Mm. But yeah, sounds like yeah. a guy you guys are talking about that should be a second rounder or at best a, a very I, I've late got one. Him, I got him in the second round myself. Okay. And I, I just think there's so many positive things about him of how he physically looks. But I wonder, though, are you going to be able to get the advantage you're talking about right off the jump with the with the um, the mental side of the stuff of reading defenses and things like that. Okay, other quick notes here. The Seahawks are still working on a deal with Geno Smith. Tag deadline again tomorrow. They do own the fifth pick in the draft. That might be a perfect spot. Yeah. If he, if he can sit behind Geno for a year, huh? Okay, that might be a perfect spot. They're talking about Richardson. trying to get a three year deal done with Geno, but you know, only the first year or two oh, will be guaranteed. Reports they're considering the non exclusive tag in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. That would be thirty two compared to forty five million. Although that might be so offensive to Lamar, they don't even want to mess with it. Derek Carr to the Saints uh, and the Forty ers coming up in the Baker Mayfield buzz. That would work, wouldn't it? Interesting. Baker Mayfield, quarterback with the Niners. Well, because they probably only need him to what? Start until Purdy can come back? Right. Probably. If they're totally out on Lance, they'd look to move I, Lance. I think the thing with Baker Mayfield is he has now realized he's no longer a starting quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He's more comfortable now being the backup guy. Would you be okay with him backing up Dak if the Cowboys lost Cooper Rush? For under $4 million, maybe. Under $3 million. It's got to be a really low number. Because a lot of guys are showing at league minimum they can step in and win you games. So if Baker Mayfield is like, yeah, I'll play for league minimum, I want to be a Cowboy, then we got ourselves a deal, I think. All right, we good? Everybody good? Uh, Coming up next, time for the top 10 at 420. Where are we going with that? This one's for you, Gavin. It's National Oreo Cookie Day, baby. I got the top 10 store-bought cookies on National Oreo Day. What's your favorite store-bought cookie next? Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.